1: Red Sox fans have been told, to quote from Steve Perry in Journey now, uh, to don't stop believing. But as it also says in that song, the movie never ends. It goes on and on and on and on. One problem after another sprouting up and making the Red Sox record through 100 games, 54-46. and 46. Last year it was 70-30. and 30. The problem Monday was an 8 nothing lead in the 8th got chipped down big time by a Tampa Bay team that's at half strength. Great to win, don't get me wrong, but must everything be a struggle? And must you guys be using leaf blowers right now? I'm trying to do a podcast. For God's sake, this is Sox Daily. It's
2: your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where
0: you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast.
1: Stop believing! Indeed, come on, streetlight people. Here we are in Tampa Bay, talking about a nine to four win on Monday night to kick off the most important two weeks of 2019, Red Sox wise, anyway. Josh Lewin with you, and after 10,000 people—at least that's what they announced—we're here to watch this one. Why? I don't get it. I mean, they're—they're they're, they're using these leaf blowers to get all the sunflower seeds out of the Red Sox dugout. And and that's why you're hearing this vague kind of farty noise in the background. Uh, I I don't know whatever happened to the concept of brooms when back in the day you could do a podcast while quietly somebody was just sweeping up and and they weren't using leaf blowers. But okay, I'm still more upset about all the music they play here. They've got an organist who doesn't really play songs. He just plays noise, just kind of noodles around. I mean, if, if we said on the air, if it was named that tune, you could get 100 notes in and it would have no idea what was going on. So, this was a great night from Eduardo Rodriguez. We'll get to that in a moment. But it was, this was a weird night, too, and what's been a weird road trip. Runs scored in order on this road trip have been 2, 17, 0, and 9. If it's a 17 or a 9, must be Porcello and Eduardo Rodriguez on the mound. And sure enough, that's right. Monday night. Nine runs scored for Eddie, who was terrific. Uh, Nine to four was the final. And Eduardo Rodriguez is now 12-4. and He is tied for the American League lead in wins. And that maybe is the thing that reminds you why this is such a frustrating season. Because what was everyone saying in spring training? Well, you know, I like the Red Sox a lot. They're returning everybody. But they really need Rodriguez to step up. There's so much potential there. He's got to start winning some games. He started you got to start going into the seventh inning. He only had a seven-inning start twice all of last year. He's already at five of those this year. He's got 12 wins. This one was borderline no-hittery. Uh, he gave up two infield hits, one of them when he didn't cover first base, and the other one was right before he left the game. Pitch number 100 is when there was a roller hit to Devers. So, you look at Christian Vazquez having a breakout season, Devers having beyond a breakout season. So many things are going right, and Eduardo Rodriguez is now on that list, yet here they are still trying to make up ground. All you can do, though, is beat Tampa Bay in New York when you play him. and so far, hey, 1-0 in this 14-game gauntlet they got to run through. Let's take you through it. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez is now 12-0 when going six innings or more. This year, 34 and four in his career, and it's been 23 of the last 24 times that he's gotten six innings that the Red Sox have won. Just amazing. And overall, the Sox are 16 and three the last 19 times that he starts at all. He had never won against Tampa Bay. Eight games started, about a six and a half ERA, and he channeled his inner Asher Wojciechowski, working on a uh, well no hitter slash one hitter kind of thing deep into the ball game. Back in the day, it was Be Like Mike for Michael Jordan. This is now Be Like Asher Wojciechowski, since he's now getting Cy Young votes after what he did to the Red Sox on Sunday. Jalen Beeks was on the mound for Tampa Bay. And yes, the former Boston Red Sox, who had a five-run just poo-poo of, of a start, the first time he tried that as a Red Sox, and then he got flipped to Tampa Bay. What's he done as a Ray? He's 10-0, or at least was 10-0 as a Tampa Bay Ray going back to last year. Only Ray who's ever been... Ten and zero, certainly not Clifford Ray or Martha Ray. Uh, Jalen Beeks actually had a great start to this game. Betts, Devers, and Bogarts—three wonderful hitters—ground out, ground out, ground out. Nine pitches is all it took to get through the first. There was a Benintendi single in the second. More on Benny later, but uh, that was it. It was a scoreless game through two, and then they went nuts. They they kicked the door open like Chris Farley that one time on the Letterman show, running down the aisle and just going absolutely nuts. If you've never seen that, go to YouTube right now. Pause the podcast. Go to YouTube and type in Chris Farley entrance letterman. I'm sure it comes up. And tell me that's not the funniest thing you've ever seen. The enthusiasm running onto a talk show set. That's what the third inning was. Uh, After Jackie Bradley Jr. bounced out, Marco Hernandez conks a single in a left. And Marco, two hits on the night. He's been looking very good. Mookie bets a walk. Devers just strafes a double in the left field, chasing home, too. Another 95-mile-an-hour-plus off the bat of Rafi. It's 162 of those now. Jose Abreu next at 150. Xander Bogarts would walk. And we talked about this on the air a little bit. You look at the left side of the infield. Devers at third. Bogarts at short. 20 homers, 75 runs batted in, a 300-batting average each. For a left side of the infield to do that, you've got to go back to the 7 Marlins before they broke them up. Hanley Ramirez and Miguel Cabrera, they're the last to do that. And, and that's what the dynamic is here. Those two hitting back-to-back in the order. Setting up J.D. Martinez, and that has not been a good setup lately because J.D. just hasn't been doing his thing. He was 6-44 for 44 after the All-Star break until he just lasered a home run. Hey, I mean, just crushed it to open it up to a 5-0 lead in the third inning. After a Vasquez bounce out, Ben Benintendi, 394-foot home run, made it 6-0 off his old college teammate, Jalen Beeks. The Red Sox with eight guys that have at least 10 home runs. Benintendi's not one of them. That, to me, is very shocking. Sam Travis up next. In fact, the very next pitch, 422-foot home run. So make it both times on this road trip now. In the opening game, Travis early in the game hits one out he did that against John Means in Baltimore a seven spot in the third inning and you're you're thinking w- what is this I mean where was that on Sunday against Asher Wojciechowski how can they just turn the lights on like that so quickly and also how could Kevin Cash a manager of Tampa Bay bring Beaks back out for the fourth inning after he got his hat handed to him like that in the third well I guess he wanted him to face a couple lefties And he got, well, he got one of the lefties anyway. And then Bogart's a double off the next dude they brought in. Eight to nothing, the score at that point. Bogart's up to 76 runs batted in. Devers is up to 77 runs batted in. J.D. Martinez would end up with one more RBI in this game. So he had four for the night. But it was very curious how that RBI came to pass. This game ended up being a lot closer at the end than you thought after Rodriguez did his uh, just phenomenal stuff. Nathan Avaldi finally getting into a game was not good. He gave up three runs on five hits in two thirds of an inning in the eighth inning, a very low leverage situation. And I know it had been three months since he had pitched in a real ball game, but not a good first step at all. So, how does this get to our, our JD Martinez conversation? It's an 8 3 game, right? With Matt Barnes having come on to make sure it wasn't worse than that. After eight, eight to three. So, why is Kevin Cash going to a second baseman to pitch the ninth? That's happened once before this year. It was in Chicago, where Rick Renteria of the White Sox, in a game that was six to one, uh, again, five run bulge, and, and his thing was well, if it's a, a, where a grand slam can, can tie it, you know, that, that's the, the tipping point. That's when I wouldn't bring in a position player. And Joe Kostig and I were like, well, I mean, okay, but if you get one man on, then you still set yourself up towards what, what what could be a comeback. I mean, Why would you make that dividing line, whether it's four runs behind or five runs behind? I understand if you're 11 runs behind, and we've already seen that. It was that 17-6 game that was Saturday in Baltimore where they brought on Stevie Wilkerson to the Orioles to pitch not one but two winnings. So they bring in, from second basis, Mike Brasso, a very difficult last name. We were butchering it all night. It was like Tommy Brasso, basically, the, the former Acton-Boxborough goalie. Went on to the Sabres and Penguins and, and all of that. Uh, Brasso actually didn't have horrible stuff, but eventually the Red Sox were able to, to get a double from Bogarts, his second hustle double of the night. His exit velos on his doubles were 61 and 63 miles an hour. He ends up with two doubles. JD Martinez bangs one deep in the left center to get that extra run in. And sure enough, that makes it a 9 to uh, I guess, three game at that point. And here comes Tampa Bay off Josh Taylor in the ninth. They, they actually got it to where the tying man was almost able to get to the on-deck circle. An RBI double from Tommy Pham. To chop it down to nine to four, they've got runners at second and third, two out, but they've already raised a white flag, which the Red Sox were happy to look at. They do win this game nine to four, nine twelve and zero to four nine and zero for Tampa Bay. The Rays are in some trouble now. They have been outscored in their last seven ball games, forty-one to sixteen, and they're already almost done with the Yankees this year. They're five and twelve against them. And they're at, at half-staff right now. They're down a lot of hitters. Uh, possibly lost another one during the game. A hard foul ball uh, off the instep of Yandi Diaz. We'll see how he goes forward here. But uh, anyway, it's, it's a Tampa Bay team without Kevin Kiermaier, without Brendan Lau. And they're, they're dog-paddling right now. Red Sox get back to within one game of them. So that's a nice little pickup right there as they kick off this key two weeks of the season. 14 games in 14 days against the two teams in front of him. This after going just four and three against the two teams way behind him. And this kind of goes to our conversation with Andrew Benintendi after the game. Benny ended up a triple away from the cycle, which is not a thing, people. Once a day in Major League Baseball on average, someone out there is a triple shy of the cycle. It's not that special, but it's still fun to track. Benny had two at-bats to get the triple, didn't get the triple, but... He did earn a spot on the Star of the Game show. <laughs> Here's our chat with Benny after Fred the game.
0: That's winning 9-4. to And With us is Andrew Benintendi who had a single, a home run, and a double in his first three at-bats. And, uh, Andrew, that had to make you feel pretty good. You hit the ball solidly all three times there.
2: Yeah. Um, no, just trying to keep things simple and just kind of start to get back into just driving the ball and seeing it and uh, just most of all just barreling it up. And uh, I was able to do that a few times tonight. Did it help,
1: or was it weird that, that you are up against all that Arkansas tonight? We saw Pochet, we saw your, your buddy, Mr. Beeks, out there, and you, you tend to hit him pretty well. It's a, a lot of Razorback you had to deal with tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah, and there's, uh, you know, they got Ryan Stanick over there, too, so there's quite a few Razorbacks on, you know, both sides tonight, so it's uh, it's always fun to come down here and see them.
0: It was it a case of making an adjustment, or are you just seeing the ball a little better?
2: Um, It's just, like I said, trying to keep things simple. I mean, I'm... Um, A little, just a little adjustments here and there, not trying to do too much, but, uh, you know, just trying to simplify everything just to make it, you know, seeing the ball easier. This
1: road trip has been so weird already. Uh, It was two runs, then 17, then zero, and now nine. Can you make any heads or tails of that?
2: (laughs) No, I mean, obviously we prefer the higher numbers, but... uh, (laughs) You know, I mean, you got to give the guy yesterday credit. He threw really well, and um, <clears throat> it's a guy we hadn't faced before. So, um, you know, and today we came out swinging, had a big inning there, and, uh, you know, Eddie pitched really well. So, um it was a good game.
0: Were you thinking triple, and were you surprised they brought in a position player there in the last at-bat?
2: Yeah, that was, I mean, that's kind of shocking. Um, I mean, they just scored three runs, only down five, and they bring a position player. That's not something, I mean, that – i think fans want to see or anything like that but um i don't know it's uh it is what it is um but i know a few guys in here weren't happy about it yeah no i in the booth we were stunned we really were yeah
1: Uh, last one for you benny i mean it it seems like every time we we talk to you and the other media people talk to you it's this question of okay now right i mean like are you guys really ready to go on a roll because it's kind of like fool me once kind of deal right I mean we've all been burned by boy it's starting to look really good and then nothing happens so you guys are kind of running out of time do you feel that urgency now to go on a run
2: yeah I mean we know where we stand and we know what we have to do so um, I mean obviously if we could go on a run um, at a snap of a finger we would but uh, you know we got to take it game by game I mean obviously these next two weeks um, are huge so I think tonight was a good start and uh, hopefully take it into tomorrow
1: very good. Thank you, Andrew. Congratulations. All right. Thanks, guys.
2: All right. So, indeed, Ben Intendi and the
1: Red Sox get the 9-4 win. Last three-plus weeks now, the Red Sox have a three oh four team batting average. Their record is only 12-10 and in that time. The pitching has got to start picking it up. Eduardo Rodriguez absolutely did in this game on Monday. Among the things that Alex Cora talked about after the game, here's the conversation with the skipper.
0: It was good. I mean, um... <clears throat> Put some good swings on and some guys that uh been searching for the swings. They had good nights. Uh, good at-bats, too. Uh, the the walk-by Bogey, uh, the walk-by Mookie. We controlled the strike zone, and then we you know, we hit homers. And uh, Hedardo was great on the mound. Uh, it was amazing. We, we were looking for him to go deep in the game, and uh, his stuff was outstanding. Uh, good mix of fastballs and change-ups. Uh, Threw a slide or two and a swing and miss. So Overall, a good one. With Eduardo, you know, the fact that he's now seemingly reliably going into the mean to the seventh inning, you know, how how much was that something that you preached him before the year? How much was that something that he was talking about? Well, I mean, um I got on him in Port St. Lucie early in the game. I mean that's we, we know the talent and, and we know how good he can be. Uh, I think you get to a point in your career that you realize that your stuff is good, really good, and you don't have to be David or Chris or Rick. You know you you learn from them but at the end your stuff is that good and uh, he's <clears throat> learning every outing you know um, you know we talk about that uh, front the cutter against Verdugo with the Dodgers that's a no-no so he learned from that and you know there are certain pitches that he goes because he feels comfortable with it but you know there's no need to go there and, and little by little uh, he's becoming the guy that we envision and, and he's a strong guy Um uh, you know, I don't think we have to put a limit with him on a hundred pitches. And uh, you saw the stuff at the end, you know, he, he maintained it. Um, very simple with his delivery. I think that helps him out. And he worked hard in the offseason body-wise, and you can see it. You know, uh, he's he's doing an outstanding job. What can see with Nate? Just got his feet wet as a reliever. Yeah, man. Just one, I and then that happens a lot, you know. Um, I think... <clears throat> You know the bouncing breaking you know, on the splits. You know, uh, if you had as Christian, he should have blocked those pitches. But besides that, now he got his feet wet and we'll use him whenever he's you know the next time. You,
2: you think it was just a
1: matter of rust, like with the command? Or?
0: I think so. Yeah, he pitched when three days ago, or whatever. So yeah, he'll be fine. The stuff you saw, it you know, uh, made some good pitches. He didn't get a call on the cutter, tomatoes. You know that was a swing, and then he got hit on a fastball, but. Besides that, just other stuff, so we're fine with it. Did you see a change in patience the second time through with Beaks? Because it seemed like everybody was was a little... It's a new delivery. Uh, there's a lot of deception. He was on 96 early, too. I mean, we didn't expect that. So um, He made some good pitches early. Um, you know, fastball, Kerbal, and the changeup to Mookie right away, and breaking ball to Xander. And there were some bad swings early, but then I think when they saw the delivery and they recognized the stuff, then we we felt comfortable. Um, I think Marco did an outstanding job. You know, staying on on the fastball and going the other way he started every, everything. And then second time around, uh, the bats were more comfortable. How much did you like uh, JD's approach tonight? Right on the homer. I think five straight takes before you. Yeah, he might. I mean, he he. <laughs> He's gonna keep working at it. He, he hit the ball hard, what three, three times, uh, with the pitcher and one with the position player. Um, you know, he stay in the middle of the ballpark. Um, I was joking with him that his first Florida home run with the, you know, playing for us. All for spring training, back to back years, and none in Miami, none in Tampa last year or this year. So you guys can take that note. And yeah. Uh, he was joking, so. Uh, but it's good to see him swinging the bat that way and, and hitting the ball hard. You know that that was that was good to see. Done that I mean, uh, I was waiting for the double, the, the line right the other way earlier, but you know he, he he's working and he felt comfortable going into the game today. We he talked about about an adjustment and the way he he was riding today and in BP, it, it seems like you know. His swing was back, you know, he felt good about it. Uh, Ron threw to him and and he saw a difference, you know, so he took it to the game and put three good swings on it and uh, hopefully it's the beginning of something great for him. To get that kind of jump early where everybody was hitting and he had a seven run, I mean, does that indicate, like, is there an upgraded concentration? concentration level now? Anyway. No, no, no. no. We, we've, been, we've been swimming the bat well. I just yesterday it didn't happen, but uh, offensively, I mean, we're leading the big leagues in run score. and It's funny because nobody feels that way, but if you look at it, it's like, well, yeah, they are. We're leading the batting average, home base percentage, so I don't know for how bad we are offensively. I think we're great, so you know, it was one of those innings. The line kept moving. We put good at bats and then we score a bunch.
1: All right, there's the manager, and there is a capper on a 9-4 win in Tampa Bay. Now, game two of the series, Chris Sale. Yeah, only 4-9, and nine, I know, but he's got 11-10 strikeout games already. That's the most in the major leagues, and Tampa Bay, as we said, a shell of itself right now. Yanni Torino's having a great year, although he got hammered last time out. Five runs in five innings, that against the Yankees. He'll be on the bump for Tampa Bay. Wednesday, I'm just preparing you this, for this now. Wednesday could be an absolute crap fest. You've got a struggling David Price on the mound, and Angel Hernandez will be the home plate umpire. And they're giving away thundersticks to the first 10,000 fans. The only good news is there might not be 10,000 fans. But that's to, uh, to not look forward to on, on Wednesday. The Tuesday game, I think, should be a lot better. Chirinos, a top 10 ERA. And by the way, Wednesday is going to be Morton for Tampa Bay. He's got the number one ERA in the American League. So the, the challenges keep on coming. They go on and on and on and on, as we said before. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where it all goes from here. You're hoping that this is the first step towards something big. At the very least, you had a big night from Benintendi. Bogarts a couple doubles. Two more runs batted in for Devers. And best of all, a leaf blower ruining a podcast here in Tampa St. Pete. Let's bring in the music to play us off, Johnny. Josh Lewin with you. Next podcast on Approach tomorrow. Hope you'll tune in for that. And subscribe to this thing, too, will you? Tell people to do the same. Appreciate it. Have a very, very good day. Bye-bye.
0: It was good. I mean, um, <clears throat> put some good swings on it. Some guys that have uh, been searching for the swings. They had good nights. Uh, good at bats, too. Uh, the the walk-by Bogey, uh, the walk-by Mookie. We controlled the strike zone, and then we you know, we hit homers. And uh, Hedardo was great on the mound. Uh, it was amazing. We, we were looking for him to go deep in the game, and uh, his stuff was outstanding. Uh, good mix of fastballs and change-ups. Uh, threw a slide or two and a swing and miss. So overall, a good one. With Eduardo, you know the fact that he's now seemingly reliably going into the work into the seventh inning. You know, how how much was that something that you preached him before the year? How much was that something that he was talking about? Well, I mean, um, I got on him in Port St. Lucie early in the game. I mean, that's uh, we, we know the talent and, and we know how good he can be. Uh, I think you get to a point in your career that you realize that your stuff is good, really good, and you don't have to be David or Chris or Rick. You know, you, you learn from them, but at the end, your stuff is that good. And uh, he's <clears throat> learning every outing. You know, um, you know, we talk about that uh, front-door cutter against Verdugo with the Dodgers. That's a no-no. So he learned from that. And, you know, there are certain pitches that he goes because he feels comfortable with it, but, you know, there's no need to go there. And, and little by little, uh, he's becoming the guy that we envision. And, and he's a strong guy. Um uh, yeah. You know, I don't think we have to put a limit with him on 100 pitches. And uh, you saw the stuff at the end, you know, he, he maintained it. Um, very simple with his delivery, I think that helps him out. And he worked hard in the off-season body-wise, and you can see it. You know, uh, he's he's doing an outstanding job. Cool. Cool. Just got his feet wet as a reliever. And just one, and then that happens a lot, you know. Um, I think. <clears throat> You know, the bouncing, breaking you know, ball, the splits, you know. Uh, if you had, as Christian, he should have blocked those pitches. But besides that, now he got his feet wet, and we'll use him whenever he's, you know, the next time. You, you
1: think it was just a matter of rust, like with
2: the command? Or?
0: I think so, yeah. He pitched one three days ago whatever, so, yeah, he'll be fine. The stuff you saw, it. you know, uh, made some good pitches. He didn't get a call on the cutter, tomatoes, you know, that was a swing. And then he got hit on a fastball, but... Besides that, just other stuff, so we're fine with it. Did you see a change in patience the second time through with Beaks? Because it seemed like everybody was was a little... It's a new delivery. Uh, there's a lot of deception. He was on 96 early, too. I mean, we didn't expect that, so um, he made some good pitches early. Um, you know, fastball, curveball, and the changeup to Mookie right away. and breaking ball to Xander, and there were some bad swings early, but then I think when they saw the li- delivery and they recognized the stuff, then we, we felt comfortable. Um, I think Marco did an outstanding job, you know, staying on, on the fastball and going the other way. He started every, everything, and then second time around uh, the bats were more comfortable. How much did you like uh, J.D.'s approach tonight? Kind of career, I think five straight takes before you. Yeah, he might, I mean, he, he, <laughs> He's going to keep working at it. He, he hit the ball hard, what, three three times uh, with the pitcher and one with the position player. Um, you know, he stayed in the middle of the ballpark. Um, I was joking with him that his first Florida home run with the you know, playing for us, 0 for spring training, back-to-back years, and none in Miami, none in Tampa last year or this year. So you guys can take that note. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was joking, so. Uh, but it's good to see him swinging the bat that way and, and hitting the ball hard. You know that that was that was good to see. I, would have done that time. I mean, uh, I was waiting for the double, the, the line right the other way earlier, but you know he, he he's working and he felt comfortable going into the game today. We, he talked about about an adjustment and the way he he was riding today and in BP, it, it seems like you know. His swing was back, you know, he felt good about it. Um, Ron threw to him and, and he saw a difference, you know, so he took it to the game and put three good swings on it and um, you know, hopefully it's the beginning of something great for him. To get that kind of jump, jump early where everybody was hitting and he had a seven run, I mean, does that indicate, like, is there an upgraded concentration? Concentration level now. No, now. no, no, no. We we've been we've been swimming the bat well. It just yesterday it didn't happen, but uh, offensively, I mean, we lead in the big leagues and run score. And it's funny because nobody feels that way. But if you look at it, it's like, well, yeah, they are. They we lead in batting average, on base percentage. So I don't know for how bad we are offensively. I think we're great. So you know, it was one of those innings. The line kept moving. We put good at bats and then we score a bunch.